You're listening to the Create Yourself Podcast, episode number 10. I am so excited for you guys to hear what Tiffany Pate has to share today. Tiffany is a wife and mom of three with an eclectic background. Her passion is in the power of a story. She believes stories connect us, makes us feel less alone, and carry power. Tiffany shares stories about her life, struggles, and all of the ways God has shown up. She believes all stories have power to save lives because God writes the best plots. Today, we are talking about struggles and victories of motherhood, the importance of finding a community of other women as a mom, how to find or start your own community, connecting with God, and finally, tips and tricks for moving as a mom. Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you for being so amazing by leaving reviews, being a member, and sharing this show with others. Go ahead and post a screenshot of this episode on social media and either tag me or use the create yourself hashtag so I can say thanks. Let's get to it. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast. I believe that life isn't about finding yourself, but creating yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Fegley, and I'm here to help you create your life through positivity, self-confidence, and self-care. Keep listening for all of the best tips and tricks to get you through this crazy thing called life and make a few friends along the way. Hate commercials? Want exclusive content? Wish you could be the first to listen? Head over to patreon.com slash sarahfigley for all of that and more. You'll be glad you did. That's patreon.com slash sarahfigley. Hello, Tiffany. Thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm very... Very excited to get to sit and chat for a little bit. Yeah, it's nice to have that adult conversation time every now and again. <laughs> yes, adults are amazing. <laughs> uh, I feel like people that have nine to five jobs don't fully grasp the concept of being deprived from human interaction that with people that can actually form complete sentences. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of feel bad for my husband a lot because he comes home and I'm like, hey, let's talk. Pay me attention. Let's have a sentence. Can I have a complete sentence? And he's like, whoa, now. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, I've been talking to people all day. Leave me alone. Yes. I need five minutes for myself. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. So what has motherhood been like for you? Oh, I... I'm going to go with spastic. Um, I feel like it has been very spastic. We have three kids. Uh, Holden is almost nine. Guy is almost seven. And Scarlett is five. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. Like, it's just we're kind of in it with them. And it's just a lot. And we homeschool. And so things kind of change very rapidly. Um I always kind of laugh at myself now because when they were really, really little, I'm like, oh, look how quickly they're growing. But now it's 
still this rapid growth, but now it's so different because you're getting so many different questions and they're connecting things and you're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, how are we already at this age? So it's, it's very, very spastic, but fun. You have moved a bit and you've moved your entire family a bit as well as, and even just recently moving back to the area. What all was that like? Mm, yeah, we moved, um, Chris, my husband and I, as a couple, we moved 12 times in nine years. Um, I think that also falls into why it has felt very spastic, but we have moved 12 times in nine years with job changes and job promotions. Some of those moves were in the same city with homes and just um, that shifting dynamic. But three years ago, we moved back to the area. I grew up in the area and three years ago, we moved back. And it was a harder move than I thought it was going to be. I felt like my kids would have been, um, would have adjusted easier, I guess would be a good way of putting it because we did move so quickly and so often, but they really struggled. And I really struggled moving back up to the area, even though I grew up here, there was still so much change and so many things were so different that it was it took a minute for us to kind of land on our feet. I can see why 12 times is a lot of moving. And I mean, you probably almost get into this subconscious feeling of, oh, well, it's not going to last long anyway. So maybe I'll just like kind of wait a little bit to get everything figured out. But wow. Yes, we had some boxes that I'm like, oh, I think we've moved this box four times without opening it because it's like you kind of get accustomed to the shifting. So now that we've been in the same place for three years, I'm like, is this what settled feels like? Like, it's <laughs> what a routine, like I'm still, I still feel like a part of me is still waiting for the next move, even though knock on wood, there should not be any more. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I hope, I hope not. I don't want you to leave. Me too. I, I love it you here. here. <laughs> um, so what are some of your biggest victories or your biggest struggles when it comes to motherhood that you can think of? Oh, let's go struggles first. Cause I am really obnoxiously self-aware. So I'm like, I can give you struggles all day long. <laughs> I feel like for me, the biggest struggle that I had was my expectations. Like I felt like I had very unrealistic expectations of what I was going to look like as a mom, like what my kids were going to look like, like just that whole dynamic. Like I love when non-parents tell you how amazing parenting is going to be. And I'm like, you are an amazing parent before you have kids. And then it just all changes because it's not just you and your expectations and what you want, but it's these little people that have their own expectations and their own opinions and their own voices. So it's just this weird shifting constantly. And I think that was my biggest struggle was learning how to manage my expectations and in a healthy way, lower my expectations. I tell people all the time, the more kids you have, like the lower your expectations kind of become until you're <laughs> like, I am just happy 
that I have on matching shoes, that everyone is good and fed, and the house is relatively still standing at the end of the day at times. But that's okay. Like, it is okay that your goal in life is keeping someone else alive. Like, I feel like that is what motherhood is when you just boil it all down to the bottom. Yeah, I definitely, I think I also struggle. I mean, I only have one kid. And so I think still in the back of my head, I'm like, there's people with four kids. I should be able to keep this house looking like how I like it to look and look almost like nobody lives in here. But I'm like, it it still isn't possible, even with only one kid. It just doesn't happen. No, no, that's that lowering that expectation. I'm like, just simmer down. It's okay. You're okay. We're all in the same boat and we're all trying to make it. Like, I think that's actually one of my biggest victories is that realization that we're all in the same boat and we're all doing this even though it might look different like I have three kids you have one kids our ages of our kids are very different there are some moms that work full-time out of the home or work full-time in the home but however you look at it we're all trying to raise these people so that they can be like productive valued respectful members of society at the end game of it and it's like we're all in the same boat and I think that's like the biggest victory I've had is after a lot of work and quitting Pinterest, getting to the point where I can stop comparing my mothering and my, like, well, how mom looks for me to what I think mom looks like with someone else. You know what I mean? Like that comparison thing, like finally losing that was such a huge, well, losing that most of the time, let's be honest. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's kind of hard with social media and how strong of a presence it is in everybody's life. And I mean, you only really most of the time want to post the good stuff just because you don't want to bring everybody down by only sharing the bad things with them. So I feel like we try to post the good stuff, but in that way, it almost makes you seem like you have the perfect life when everybody knows you don't, but in the back of your head, you're like, everybody else has it all together. And it's, it's really true. Yeah. That's why I try to, I tend to, I don't, I don't post like mean things or ugly things, but I will post my load of laundry that has been sitting behind my love seat for two weeks. I will post that <laughs> and I am okay with that because I'm like, it's not perfect. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it is, but I feel like, there's so much freedom in that. But at the same time, it's like, there's also so much connection in that. Like, it's so easy for another mom or another person to see some realness and be like, Oh, my goodness, me too. Yes. I think that's why all the Facebook memes that have like all these silly things are always so popular, because everyone can be like, Yes, me Mm -hmm. too. I did that too. Like, there's that connection that everyone is just craving so much. I mean, I like it and hate it at the same time. It's one of those love-hate relationships. But I think overall, I definitely meet a lot more women and that feel the same way that I do than I would if I only went to a coffee shop to try and meet people. So it's nice. Yes. Yes. All right. So you've been doing this whole mom blog thing since you were in Charleston, right? Yes. Yeah, I... Yeah, I actually started blogging, um, 
way like before blogging was blogging like in high school like way way back like when you had like a myspace page and you wrote like big deep notes that were like some sort of song lyric like way way back (laughs) and so I blogged like while I was dating my husband when we were engaged when we got married and so it just kind of started since I was already sharing my life and already blogging that once I you know became pregnant with um, our first child and that we actually lost through a miscarriage I wrote about that too like I just kind of always blogged about my life and now that I'm a mom it's mommy blog like it's a mom blog and it's actually really funny Mm because that term made me cringe for a long time but I'm like no I (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) it did I was like I'm more than a mom and I'm like yeah but I'm still a mom like you can reconcile both sides of yourself and be okay with both sides of it so Yeah, I've been mommy blogging, as they say, for about nine years, because my oldest is almost nine. Yeah. That's cool. So you, how did you, I guess, start in the whole, since you, you were blogging about your life, but you started in the whole specific area where you were living, that sort of mom block what made you decide to start a specific area um it was kind of that sense of connection like we were talking about like when you share your life and you connect with other people it makes you feel closer it makes you feel less alone like when we had all three of them yes we had all three of them scarlet was brand new Um, we actually only had one car and my husband worked crazy hours. So I was home alone, carless a lot, like home, home, like homebound home. And I found a lot of refuge and connection and community online, like through mom blogs and through blogs and Facebook and Instagram and like all of these things and developed relationships with people that lived miles away like that I have stuff to this day like since text I can send text messages to people that I have known through like Instagram that we might not have ever actually met face to face but we have had the most in-depth intense transparent conversations and it kind of all came from this mom blog world so I guess in a way it was that it was that need to connect and realize that I might not, I might have a different set of circumstances because we did only have one car at the time and I was really home home. But there are other moms that do have cars, have multiple kids and just can't find the time to make it to, well, make it outside of the house and be connected with other moms in different ways. And there's also, I feel like, not a lot of places where moms can connect outside of their home. Like, you have groups like MOPS, and then you have, like, some churches that have women's ministries. But there are other areas in this country and in this world that don't have easy access to something like that. So their only chance to have a community of other moms is within this online realm. And so... I guess for me, it was kind of out of necessity. I needed some mommy friends and I couldn't necessarily go do a play date up the street because I couldn't get there. 
So that's kind of what brought the whole mom blog thing about. That is so cool that yeah, the thing that brought you into it is what you're actually trying to create in this area now, um, the Fort Mill mom life. And I have seen, I mean, it has grown. I, I feel like I found out about it right when you started, but now everybody talks about it. That's It's like one of those things that a lot of moms in the areas are talking about and excited to do your events that you're doing for moms. Yes. I think that's such a big deal. Like I love it. Like I love the people that we have writing. Like I love that it's not just me. Like I didn't want Fort Mill Mom Life to be just me. Like I want it to be a place where there's so many different mom voices there that any mom coming into the area or already in the area can find another mom that they can connect with. They can find another person and can be like, girl, me too. I'm right there with you because it's so easy to feel alone as a mom. Like it really is. So I'm like, I would love, to, I just want to create the space where moms can connect and not feel alone and do these like nights out so they can remember that they're an adult person that needs to value themselves also and go be that person away from your kids and that there's value and significance in that. Like moms do have the right to go out without their kids and have community and have relationships and like build these friendships. And all that's going to do is make them such a better mom. Like we forget to take care of yeah. ourselves like so much. Yeah. I was just going to say that the, it kind of falls into the same thing as the whole self-care that I talk a lot about in my podcast yes. is it's important and it's what makes you a better person if you focus on yourself instead of focusing on everything else and it will I think that this whole socializing with other moms as yourself really falls into that even if it isn't sitting alone reading a book sort of self-care I still think it's kind of a self-care Oh, yeah, absolutely. Self-care is so much more than like bubble baths and glasses of wine. Like, not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, I am down for like a good bubble bath and a glass of wine. But it's it's anything that you do that makes you feel happy or satisfied or filled up again. You know, like we give and we give and we give and we give. And so when you have these self-care things that you feel filled fulfilled that's so huge you can't give out of an empty cup like that's such a big thing that I tell people all the time like you cannot give out of an empty cup you have to refill mm -hmm. yourself so true the blog the Fort Mill Mom Life you kind of have a bunch of different moms from the area to getting together to write different articles and that's kind of how that book, the I Heart Mom book is set up as well. How did that come about? Yeah. Yeah. The, I, oh, it's such a funny story. Um, so I Heart Mom is from a publishing company in Charleston, South Carolina. And when we were in Charleston is where we lived before. 
where I really started doing the mommy blogging stuff at, there was a writing group there. And I would go to this writing group in our church at the time. And once a month, we would share stories that we had written and had ideas. And I would help people set up blogs and do all these things. And two years ago, I guess, the um, owner of the publishing company came up with this idea of doing this book about motherhood and wanted stories about motherhood because motherhood is so different. It can be so different, but so unifying at the same time. So she messaged me and asked if I would share my story about our journey into motherhood because it was spastic and messy. And I really had to sit in it for a little bit and decide if I wanted to, you know, like if I was comfortable with sharing all these ins and outs of this story. And I came back to the fact that if I had this story, someone else has a story like mine. And it's a story that not a lot of people share. And when we were in it, I was desperately searching for a sense of belonging in it. Like, so what I wrote with the I Heart Mom book, it is a story about our miscarriages. We had two miscarriages when um, we were on kind of this journey of becoming parents. Our first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage, and then our third pregnancy also ended in a miscarriage. And during that, I was so desperately searching for someone else anyone else that had gone through what we were going with going through to connect with and just identify with and just to prove that I could get through it like when you're in something like that it's like so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel but not a lot of people talk about this like not a lot of people I feel like now it's becoming much more common to talk about it but this was 10 and eight years ago so wow Sorry, I just realized how long ago it was. Like it was like 10 and 8 years ago and not a lot of people were sharing that perspective and sharing that voice. So me and my husband actually sat down and talked about talked about it and I decided and we kind of decided as uncomfortable as it might make me feel that I was searching for that so badly that I felt almost like it was my duty to share it. Like I have this thing that I truly believe that stories save lives, that sharing stories so someone has something to connect with can save someone's life, whether it's as drastic as like a suicide prevention or as simple as I feel like I have more sanity now because I know I am not the only person going through this. So that's kind of how that boiled down. I ended up sending this essay in and next thing I know, there's books with my name on it and nine times out of ten I'm still like I can't believe that actually happened but yeah it's 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 been interesting yeah I actually just did an interview with an infertility coach last week and the show will be launching next Tuesday so it'll be out by the time this comes out um, it's just on making your infertility suck less is her motto but Um. I really felt that just from reading this book that 
even if I haven't personally gone through any of it, I know somebody that had gone through it, or I might know somebody who ends up going through any, any of these situations. And so I, I feel like I can just understand other people a lot more just from even reading this book. Yes. It's just that connection. And just kind of be that friend for them that they need and are looking for. Yes, absolutely. I think that's my favorite thing about this book is just being able to, I mean, even if it doesn't necessarily apply to you, don't skip the chapter because I feel like you're going to learn something from it that might come in use at some point when you're with your friends. Yes, I love it. Like, I love all the stories in them. Like, I do. Like, I think, I mean, there's stories of adoption in that book. There's stories of infertility. There's stories of, um, I believe there's a story of a mom who's a stepmom and she doesn't have any biological children, but her stepchildren are her children. And just all of these beautiful stories really framing up what motherhood can look like because it doesn't look exactly the same for every Mm -hmm. single person but it's all beautiful because it is a crazy messy beautiful constantly Mm -hmm. changing thing that motherhood is yeah for sure that it's definitely one of those jobs that is not it is far from cookie cookie cutter mold of this is how you do it you do abc and this is how you troubleshoot this and it'll work. You know, it's everything is just like never the same for anyone for, for, and when it comes to motherhood. No, not at all. And it's different for every kid. So it is constantly a different situation. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the side hustle, the nine to five, kids, a to-do list that's a mile long, and I bet you barely have time to go to a salon or paint your own nails without smudges. Maybe you've even given up on trying to have nice looking nails. Well, guess what? I figured out the secret. 100% nail polish strips that are free of formaldehydes, DBP, camophore, xylene, and more. Wait, no, it's not a vinyl wrap that requires heat, tools, and a bit of skill. These are just a base coat, color coat, and top coat all in one. And they go on just like a sticker without any tools or heat. Want even more details? Head over to sarahfegley.com slash myfavoritenailpolish for more. So I feel like this probably is one of those things that you have carried with you throughout a large part of, I mean, before you even became a mom, was implementing God into your life, even though it's busy. And how, how did that help you? How does that help you through any struggles you come across being a mom? Oh, yeah, yeah. So before I, so I came to like, Christ and faith and things like that. Um, right before I met my husband, so I was in my early twenties. So it's not necessarily something that I grew up seeing. 
so luckily we're in this really amazing church down in Charleston that you just got plugged in. You did small groups. You learned how to do quiet time. You learned how to read your Bible and journal. And I have a friend who's an amazing artist that uh, Mm -hmm. she does something called scripture doodle. That's drawing a Bible verse, like a doodling Bible verse. It's amazing. Like it was one of the most amazing ways for me to be able to connect both sides of my brain with what I was reading in scripture. So it's kind of just these things that we've pulled into our lives. Like I do it with the kids, like we'll pull out their children's Bible and some watercolors and like paint the picture that we see, or I try to get up in the mornings. Now that they're older, they sleep in, we homeschool. So no one's having to get up for a bus or anything like that now. But um, so they sleep in more. So I get up a little bit earlier and have the Mm -hmm. time to sit and finish an actual hot cup of coffee and journal and read my Bible. And maybe I'll read a book here and there. Um, I used to be very into Mm -hmm. a lot of like the Christian women books, but I feel like lately all I want is my Bible. Like, I just want to read the actual scripture, not quite someone's opinion or filtering of the scripture. Like, I just crave that so much more. And I think it's because we are in such a busy Mm -hmm. time that I'm like, I need God's word and not all these other things, too, because I don't really have time for those. (laughs) Like, I know that if I don't get that time in the morning to just drink coffee be with Jesus, put on some Christian music Mm -hmm. and just wake up slowly (laughs) that I am a completely different mom. Like I can be very, I call it Jesus Zen, not quite a PC term (laughs) necessarily, but I can be so much more Jesus Zen during the day with my kids than the mornings that I wake up and they're already in the kitchen messing with things or like I lose my cool a lot faster and a lot easier on those days that I did not fill myself up first. It's that whole filling yourself up before you can pour out because it's so important. I definitely find that. Uh, I mean, I try to get up at five, five thirty to kind of just like plan it, like look at everything that I need to do for the day. So I'm prepared, at least mentally prepared to tackle the to-do lists. And then like this morning, I was like, oh, I'm going to start working out in the morning as well. And so Mia wakes up at like 4.30 and and is like ready to go take on the day. I'm like, "Uh, okay, we're not going to plan for anything in the mornings anymore because that's just going to make her get up early. But I definitely feel a lot better when I take my time doing the stuff that I want to do in the morning. I usually do my devotionals at that time too. And I feel like it definitely helps just your whole day. Yes, absolutely. I do. I have coffee and read my Bible and journal Mm -hmm. and kind of go through a to-do list. Like my journal is always so funny because there's like a grocery store list in the corner and people I need to email back in another corner and some scripture down the middle. And it's like, it's my brain. Like, it's just my brain. It's a spastic, crazy mess. 
but it's there. And then I started to like my big, this was my big, big New Year's Eve resolution. Okay. You ready for this? All right. It's huge. It's life changing. I have started making my bed every morning. Oh man. That was my only New Year's resolution was making my bed. I'm like, I have too much on my plate to change my whole life. So what is one small thing I can start doing? And it was making my bed. And so I started making my bed and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I feel like I would feel so much more of an adult, an accomplished adult. If I would, oh, would it's so adult in the morning. Because I my- feel so adultish. I'm like, I can pay my bills on time and remember to switch the laundry. I yeah. am an adult. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that should be my next new year's resolution next year. That'll <laughs> it's a game changer. It, yeah, I believe it. Um, so some, since moving is a huge part of most of your life up until this point as for being a mom, what are some of your biggest tips for moms that are dealing with a move, especially since we live in an area where a lot of families are moving to? Yes. Yeah. South, uh, this is the air. This is the second fastest growing area in South Carolina for people moving into it. It's crazy. It's crazy for me. Um, I think for us, it really depends. Um, there's kind of two sides to it. There's moving with your kids and helping your kids process moving. And then there's moving and you remembering to process moving. Because I feel like that's such a huge thing. It's like, as moms, we do so much for other people that we tend to forget ourselves. I don't know how many times I have gotten completely sunburnt because I would lather my kids up and then forget me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for kids, some of the things that we always like to do with our kids when we were moving is if they were big enough, and by big enough, I mean like a year and a half, like if they can put something in something Let them help do a little bit of packing with like their toys. It just helps them start that process. They'll probably completely forget the next day that they packed a box, but it just pulls them into the process a little bit more and it helps them feel like they have a little bit more control of what's going on. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have some boxes when we would move that our kids, I'm like, okay, here's a marker, write on the box what it is. They were three. They had no idea what they were writing on it, but they just, it was fun for them. And they felt more like they were a part of what was going on and not, I need you to sit over here so mommy can do this. Yeah. Um, Another thing that we love to do with our kids is when we would move, we would um, pack a backpack for them. They would have a special backpack that was their moving backpack that had like their blanket and their favorite toy and maybe a book. So when we got to the new place, they had everything they needed to go to bed. That's awesome. So when you show up in this like new home, you're not trying to dig through boxes, trying to figure out where's the blankie, where's the lobby, where's the this, where's the nightlight. Like they had like a little overnight bag already made for them. And then they each got a little present, like a little in a little, it was a pair of jammies, a pair of new jammies in like a little gift bag that they got to open up this little gift bag That's where they so had a new cute. pair of jammies. And, and the only reason I will tell you this, the only reason why we started doing that is because a couple of moves, I, one move I lost, <laughs> I couldn't remember what box I had 
kid jammies in and I couldn't remember what box I had the loveys and the blankets in and as a parent you know there is nothing worse than it being nine o'clock at night and you're desperately trying to find the pass the right passy Mm -hmm. the right stuffed animal the right blankie to put your child to bed oh yeah and they're screaming you're crying and like (laughs) everyone's crying like it's just a mess I can only imagine how much stress that even adds on with the move itself. Like that would just be so stressful. (laughs) Yes. And a couple of times we were moved corporately. So people would come in and pack us and move us. And that was even worse because we had no idea it was in what box. Yeah. Like, so it was almost out of like failed necessity that we thought about starting to do that because it was it was bad. <laughs> like I had two kids screaming at me because I didn't have their blankets. Like, Oh my goodness. It was, yeah. So they got their own little travel bags <laughs> and that had helped hugely. And we now use those bags. Like they were like little backpacks. Like we use them to go to Nana's house or if we're going to go on a trip, like they could put their stuff in it for a trip. And so we still use all these things, which is great, but it really helped and it made it special. I mean, who doesn't like to get a present? Like, yeah it just made it more fun and more special and not so overwhelming and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, those are great things that we do with the kids for moms. I think the harder part for moms is that you don't go to school, you know, like you don't get to like go to a public school and meet new people because they're in your class. Like you have to do a little bit of work as a mom to go meet people. And I think that's okay. And I think that's a good thing because a, we are adults. Um, (laughs) I am an introverted extrovert. So I totally get it. Like I am more of the introvert. I'm like, I get how terrifying it is to go somewhere to meet people. Like I get it. Um, But that's a big reason why we started doing these Fort Mill mom life events is to give new moms like to the area a, easy out, I guess would be a good way of putting it. Yeah. An easy thing to get connected to. Like I even put up on Facebook the other day. I'm like, if you are coming to an event by yourself, let us know and we'll get you a buddy. Like we'll go ahead and pair you up with someone that you can talk to before you even get to the event. So you're not walking in feeling socially awkward and you don't know what to do with your hands and you're sweating and like like let's ease you into this as much as you can I so I think those or they might even just not even show up just because they're gonna psych themselves out beforehand yes and I I I've done that that's why I'm like no 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 we got you because I've done that like I've done like it took me two years of living back in my hometown to start connecting again because you get so in your head and so scared and so worried and so anxious that you're like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just putting my sweatpants back on and I'm going to bench Netflix for a little bit. We're good. It's okay. Uh-huh. Like Netflix is my best friend. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'll be your BFF. Let's get bracelets. Like uh-huh. <laughs> we've got this. So I think that that's like the biggest and the hardest thing is to put yourself out there. Yeah. Like there are moms groups, there are Facebook pages, there is like meetup. If you get on meetup.com, there are so many things going on. Like I, you can lose yourself on that page for like an hour with Mm -hmm. all the different meetups. Um, One of the things that we first started doing here is, um, 
I somehow randomly got connected on social media with a group called Girls Pint Out. And it's girls that would go to I came different- across that too. I think I found the one in Columbia. Yeah, the they one had that one I found. In, yeah, they had one in Charlotte and they asked me to come teach yoga because I taught yoga for a couple of years. Asked me to come teach yoga for them. And I was like, okay. So I went to a couple. I want to go to one of those so bad because, I mean, who doesn't want to go yeah. drink beer yeah. with a bunch and of other women? Amazing. And they're <laughs> women from like incredibly different backgrounds and like all over the spectrum. It was just amazing. And so it's like, that was the first thing I did was they, one of the members messaged me on Instagram and was like, would you come teach yoga for us? And I'm like, okay. But I think it does boil down back to the thing that as moms, we are more prone to do something for someone else than we are for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but it worked out, but it's just, it's kind of pushing through that fear. It's like just being brave. It's doing it even if you're scared, just stepping out and going, okay, where can I go meet someone? What church can I go to? What mom's group can I go to? What mops can I go to? And the thing about it is you can go to these different events and you don't have to go back. And I feel like that's such a huge part of it that like, I know for me, I would get tripped up thinking, oh, if I go to that, then I have to go to this one and then this one and then this one. And I'm like, no, Go to one, check it Mm -hmm. out. You might make one friend, you might not make any friends, but you got to shower and put on makeup and big girl clothes. Like that is a check. Like that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, I know moving from Pennsylvania, the area that I had lived in before, what the there was a mops group and there might have been one other group. But there really was not like a lot of yes. mom groups in that area. And I think that's a northern thing. It's more frowned upon mm-hmm. to be a stay-at-home mom, at least the area that I was from. So I think that if you do go to these groups, ladies, and you don't you don't like them, yeah, there's nothing stopping you from starting yes. your own. Keep that in your in the back of your head. If if you need to start your own, do that. But um, yeah, at least do something. Just, I mean, to even if you just people. invite your neighbor over for coffee on your front porch, like you don't even have to let them in your home. Like your home can be as messy as it mm-hmm. possibly can be. You can just sit on your porch and have a cup of coffee. Like, like it's, it's okay. Like it's okay <laughs> to be the one to step out first mm-hmm. because this is the thing that I have found. Because, like I said, I am that introvert. So for me to do the step out, that's a big deal. But what I found is 99% of other moms out there are all waiting for one mom to step out and say, hey, let's do this. And then everyone's like, oh, me too, me too, I'll go too. And it's everyone is just waiting for one mom to step out. That is why actually in um, March, Mm -hmm. Fort Mill Mom Life is going to be starting play dates. We're going to do a monthly play date. And we're going to start doing different events. So we're going to have a monthly play date. We're actually going to have a monthly event for single moms mm-hmm. and moms that are going through divorce. We're going to oh, have cool. monthly events and community leaders for those events. So we're going to just start rallying the troops and create like this network of events and things that mm-hmm. moms can get plugged into. So 
I'm super excited about that part. Like I love the community event side of things. Yeah, I I love how rapidly all of this is expanding and it's really picking up with just the community is like, yes, we and they're standing behind it and are ready to do whatever needs to be done to make all of this happen. And it's it's really a cool thing to see happening if you take a step back and just like, wow, all of the growth and the friendships that are being built. It's just crazy. It is. It's like I step back sometimes and I'm like, oh, my, how, how is this my quote unquote job? Like how, yeah. how, what did I do that I get to do this? You know? And it's like the mom community is getting behind it. Like we have so many businesses that are like, come to us. We'll do an event for you. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll give you this. And just like, just the community across the board, like it has been amazing to see that. And what's so amazing about it is it's starting to feed into other towns. I now have moms in other towns coming to me saying, Hey, can you help me start this in my town? And Hey, can you help me? And I'm like, wow. Like, but (laughs) it's the truth. It's when one person steps out and it's like this across the board with anything. When one person Mm -hmm. steps out, everyone is just waiting for someone to lead the way. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think you are the best person for that position of leading. I want to say the country because I'm sure it's going to get to that point of women from California are going to be messaging you. How do I do this? And I, I think that you are the perfect person for all of this. Oh, Thank you. I don't know if I agree, but thank you. Like it kind of. I don't mean to you, but I think that it's gonna be like people are gonna jump on the bandwagon for their own towns, and it's yeah. awesome. I think it's amazing. I'm like, if you're creating community, make community. You don't have to have an MBA. <laughs> like you've got yeah. this. It's not as hard as it sounds. <laughs> I promise. Oh, so what is your favorite thing about your job? Oh, man. Um, I think it's that. I think it's the messages. I get a lot of messages like, oh, my goodness, I've been like waiting for something like this. Or I, you know, I'm new to the area and I don't know anybody. This is such a great like thing that I get to do. I think it's that like I love when we do an event and someone walks in by themselves and then they walk out with three other people. Like, I love that. I kind of get like a front row seat to see people create friendships and create community. Um, I love that I'm getting to do this in my hometown. Like I will be totally honest, like growing up here in Fort Mill, I wanted out as quickly as I could because it was so so small that my mom, especially my mom, my mom thinks it's really funny that I'm doing this Fort Mill mom thing now. Like she thinks it's really funny, but it's so amazing. To be fair, the past five years alone, the entire area has just 
blown up. So it is completely different. I'm I'm assuming it's completely from different. When you grew up here, because we visited five years ago, and we're thinking about moving down here, and less than half of the stuff that's here now is here, and like booming. So it's crazy. Yeah, completely different. Like I remember when the peach stand was a quarter of its size and you would go there to rent VHSs. Like that's where you would rent movies. Like there wasn't a blockbuster anywhere near us. There wasn't Mm -hmm. like you would rent movies at the peach stand. Like I didn't actually in high school I worked I worked at a business on Main Street and there was maybe three businesses open on Main Street at the time because most of those buildings sat empty for so long. And now look at it. Like Um, it's like one of the most wanted places to be. It's just growing. Like it is, I'm like, I feel I feel very proud and very mom like with our town now because I'm like, look, look what you did. Good job, Fort Mill. Look what you did, you know? And it's just I feel like it's just a combination of that. It's like I am so proud of this small local feel that we're holding on to and that our community I feel is like fighting to hold on to. I'm so proud that I get to see people create friendships and move into town. I'm so proud that we get to work with the Fort Mill History Museum. Do you know there's Mm -hmm. a Fort Mill History Museum that they are like giving us information every month to put on the blog about what happened in history in Fort Mill. It's like we're getting to help create roots for these people that are coming in that are new to our town. And mm-hmm. I just think it's such an amazing process and such an amazing thing to sit and get to sit in and watch and just kind of look around and be like, I can't believe that this is what I get to do. Like, I just, I honestly love all aspects of it. I have yet to find something about it that I'm like, ooh. We need to find somebody else to do that. Like, I'm kind of like, I love this. (laughs) That is fantastic. I love when people are excited about their job because so many times people are like, oh, it's not something that I really want to be doing, but it pays the bills. So this, that's awesome that you truly love your job. And keep being the awesome mom like you're still technically a stay-at-home mom all while you're doing this so that is just like super mom right there yep stay-at-home mom (laughs) that's homeschooling kids and it's just all the things I guess I just have to do all the things all at the same time I don't know I don't understand (laughs) I did a whole episode on there's never the perfect time for anything and that I think that that probably falls into every aspect of everything so far for your business. <laughs> for yes. You. Yes. <laughs> like, cause with this mom life thing, we, I sat on this for over like this idea for over a year. And I guess I, part of me was kind of waiting for someone else to do something like it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is such a great idea. Why is no one else thinking this? And why is no one else doing this until finally a friend of both of ours and my neighbor, she's like, um, why are you not doing this? And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Because <laughs> I don't want to go first. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I might mess it up. I'm not prepared. 
<laughs> I'm like, do you see all I'm doing? And she's like, I know, that's why you should do this. And I'm like, okay. But once again, yeah. I will do things for other people before. Yep, yeah, but not but not for yourself. Yeah, I uh-huh. just the nature of the beast, I guess. <laughs> it just is. So where can all of our listeners find you and connect with you and uh, maybe learn a little bit more, especially if they're in the area? Yes, if you are in the area, you can find us at Fort Mill Mom Life on Facebook and Instagram. And then our website is fortmillmomlife.com. And then if you want to be my best friend and my friend, you can find me personally on Instagram at Mrs. Tiffany Pate. And then that is also my slightly neglected right now website is Mrs. Tiffany Pate.com. All right. I'll have all of those links in the show notes down below for you guys. Um, But that is all of the questions I have for you today. Anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, I actually kind of want to challenge people that aren't in the area. If you're in the area, come hang out, come do something with us, come do an event, get out of your house, take care of yourself, like all that love. And if you're not in the area and you're like, ooh, that sounds fun shoot me a message and I'm going to challenge you to start something like this in your own town because it's needed. It's so needed. Definitely. I love that challenge. It's a good challenge. I'm holding you guys accountable. You gotta, gotta either show up to Fort Mill mom life or you gotta start your own. So we'll check back in on the status of all of that. Uh, in a, in a month and we'll see where everybody's at with that. (laughs) Yes. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for sharing all of your mom wisdom and, uh, I don't know. I don't just ideas of how to make your life and be a better yourself like you while being a mom at the same time. Well, thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I hope this episode helped you realize that you aren't alone as a mom and that you don't have to feel like you need to be alone or that that's just how it's supposed to be. Tiffany shared some really awesome tips for staying social, even when my mom life gets crazy and some really cool moving tips that I wish I had when we moved. Tell the Create Yourself Facebook community what your favorite tip was or if you plan on joining or even starting your own local mom community. Until next time. What were some of your favorite tips? Head over to the Create Yourself community and let everyone know so you can get connected with others who are also just starting while getting advice from those who have been there, done that. For show notes and more, head over to www.sarahfegley.com. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this, invite them to join in. The more the merrier. Talk to you soon.